Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. Coming up at noon is the update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo. Today they'll be looking at the issue of the initiation schools. Controlesa not happy with the continued suspension of those schools. They'll give you an update on that story. And they'll also pay attention to the strike. So foreign truck drivers being given an ultimatum to vacate their jobs at the beginning of December or face mass disruption. It's the latest ultimatum to be issued by the all Truck Drivers Foundation and they'll be giving you the full details in terms of what they, they're calling for. And this Truck Drivers Foundation, AD, ATDF rather, um, is a local group of truck drivers that are advocating for a 100% employment of local truck drivers. So the situation there seems to be escalating and that cannot be good news at all. So all of that will be coming up with Sakina Kamwendo on the update at noon.
Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. And as you heard there, it was the song by Barita. And it's part of the campaign that uh, is being launched by the SABC against gender-based violence, Ungan Dibulali, um, alongside the Nglovo Youth Choir. And, you know, it's really about the message of the song, what she is uh, pleading for in that song, please don't kill me um you know and and there's a lot to reflect on in terms of the actual message that um she's trying to get across as an artist so to round off then our show today we're going to be talking about the hashtag hands the hands off men campaign now the institute for the healing of memories has launched this campaign and they're hoping it'll contribute uh, to the fight against gender-based violence fatima swartz is the director for programs at the institute for the healing of memories fatima good morning good morning kathy thank you for the opportunity to share it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hashtag hands off men. It's quite a peculiar name for a campaign around gender-based violence. Usually uh, many campaigns would center women. Uh, so tell us about what this campaign is actually about. The hands of men campaign is about the, um, the violence against women and children. Looking at um, including, of course, femicide and and uh, human trafficking with a particular focus on on women. So in the work that we do over the many years since 1998, we've been working with women who've been coming to our workshops, who have engaged with us in our dialogue support groups. And of course, we all know that the vast majority of violence that is perpetrated in terms of gender-based violence is against women. And the, the people who are doing this is men. So our campaign then, as we were thinking about it and working through it, two, three years ago, we started working with men because it was very evident that while we are focusing and accompanying women on the healing journey after having come through horrific abuse and, um, and that, 
was that yes, they are in the healing journey and some of them might even decide to leave their partners, abusive relationships. But the men will continue in their behavior because nothing has been done to change the way they are living their lives. Or that we, they themselves have not interrogated why they are acting the way they are, where their anger is coming from. And so in thinking about our contribution, we said, let's look at the hands of men. The hands of men can work um, towards changing the story that we have in our country or the hands of men can continue to deepen the crisis that women are going through. And then we, so, we so Fatima, on, let's say, Fatima, sorry to come in there. I just wanted a bit of clarity. So it's not the hands off men, as in leave men alone. It's the hands of men. Yes, it's of. Okay. <laughs> the hands of men. It's not the hands off men. No, no, not of course, not at all. In fact, what we are trying to do is to call out men and they must be held accountable. You know, in the work that we've done, say, for instance, in, um, in prisons with men, it is self-evident, it has become quite evident that the men have been abused as boys and so on. But what we are saying, whatever your history has been, is that you need to be accountable for your actions as adults. And so you need to take responsibility to engage in an unlearning process of things that have taught you but also, if you have been hurt, that you need to take responsibility of healing yourself, you know, of the process of engaging in that. But you must, the men must reflect on their behavior, both in terms of their cultural practice, their religious practice, and then also of taking responsibility that, yes, this has happened to me, but now I need to change my behavior because it is hurting women. It's hurting the mothers of our child, it is in our own mothers, our sisters, you know. So the, the hashtag is hands of men, not of men. <laughs> so one of the things that we've heard in particular on this radio show today has been people who are saying, well, the reality is that violence in this country is not just perpetuated by men, but that women themselves are also responsible for gender-based violence incidents and men often don't report it. Mm. Yes, and, you know, in our discussion about it, we were saying that, uh, yes, we agree that Eastern, but our, our experience in the work and the people that have come to us, and men do not report it simply because of a system of patriarchy. But we also know it's very rare for us to read in the newspaper that a man has been killed by a woman because of gender-based violence, because of violence perpetrated against him. What we do read in the news is women that has been killed. And we, I mean, last year, September, was a horrific year for South Africa in terms of the, um, the number of, that we know of, and I think we must always say that, that we know of women that have been killed by the intimate partners and by people that they know. So, yes, we agree, you know, there is that, but it deflects from the, the point that 70%, more than 70%, I'm sure, of the violence that is being perpetrated in terms of gender is against women and not against men. And therefore, we need to, our uh, campaign, the focus is on that. We're not saying it isn't happening to men, but we're saying that in terms of what we are doing and our intervention is focusing 
on women. Do do you find that um, there is sometimes a a bit of a disconnect in or even a denial, if I could dare call it that, of the state of violence in this country against women, especially by men? I think it is, you know, and in our own conversations with women and with groups of community in communities that we work. You know, our, our, we have a very violent history. We all know that. It's generational violence, starting from um, our colonial past, our slave past, our apartheid past, and now, of course, our very neoliberal economic system that is very oppressive, particularly to women, women workers, and so on. So we have a very, we've, got, we've gone through generational um, violence systems. At the same time, we also have cultures and religions in place that is very patriarchal and has come with its own ways of violence. And in our, uh, we've come to the conclusion that women do, um, because of their uh, their, uh, participation in religious structures, their participation in the cultures and so on, they become part of the system of um, entrenching these violent systems, you know? Not always, and I don't think it is consciously. I think it is because this is who we are. It is issues around identity, you know? And so it's a very complex situation that within all the different spheres of, um, of our lives, that there are systems in place that are that are violent, and when we talk about systemic violence, we're not just talking about physical violence. We're talking about psychological violence. We're talking about emotional violence. We're talking about spiritual violence, and all of these forms of violence that we perpetuate um, and maintain makes it possible for um, for people to be able to be silent or to not speak out when physical violence is being perpetrated. But that comes to at the end of it, you know. And I think in our work, it is not always even um, the, 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 the pervasiveness of violence. Um, the final expression of it is in a physical violence. But the other forms of violence are far more oppressive you know, where women cannot reach their full potential or does not reach their full potential because uh, they need to bow down to culture, to religion, to a whole range of things of which they themselves are part of in terms of that this is part of my identity, you know. So, yes, I would want to agree that we don't really interrogate all the violence structures and kinds of violence that we... um, that we are subject to. And, you know, it's interesting because as, you, as you're bringing up the issue of structural violence, um, just yesterday we had the release of the Oxfam report that showed mm-hmm. us once more the extent to which women, and in particular black women in this country, could, they're literally the bottom of the barrel, right? So mm-hmm. you, when it comes to earning power, when it comes to economic power, and that in and of itself contributes to the vulnerable position that women in society remain in? 
Exactly. And so we're not talking about, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about uh, the fact also, but also for men, you know, where does their anger come from, the high unemployment rate, you know, because they in their own, you know, patriarchal society still believing that they need to be the breadwinner and so on, have actually become quite abusive towards women that are able to provide for their children, you know, that is with the little that they have is keeping uh, the wolf from the door. And it's very important, I think, for us to talk about the economic impact of the system that we are living in, um, and, and what that and how that influences um, violence against women. Mm-hmm. And I suppose yes. how it. And of course, it's, of course, it's capitalism. Yeah, and and of course, you know, it, it's 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 a system. I think that imposes violence on both men and women in and different women. ways. Yeah. And and the system imposes it, and people react in terms of how they feel about it, what it makes them feel, how they can measure them as human beings, you know. And when a system is uh, dehumanizing you and diminishing you mm. to something that uh, to note on a contract, you are going to lash out. You are going to feel disempowered, you know. Um, and and then it plays out in these different um, relationships. And I think this is why the, there's this complexity, you know, because it's, I think we ask for simple answers. And when it comes to the 16 days of activism, we kind of go into populist um, kind of sloganeering around it. Mm. The dismantling of uh, patriarchy is, uh, and, and this is what we see as part of the Hands of Men campaign, is to look at men to see while they themselves are being oppressed by patriarchy, they are also, it is also in their interest, you know? Mm. It's very funny, we had a workshop with um, our partners on the African continent, and in the women would play like maybe this hour too, how they would keep the big pieces of meat for the, for the men, you know? They get the, the best meal, you know? Um, that they are created certain privileges in cultural um, activities and religious activities and so on, which makes them feel that they are entitled to these things, you know, mm-hmm. and it's also impacting on the next generation. Now, it might seem like simple things, you know, or it is seen as respectful things, but it is here where inequality starts, you know, that we don't eat the same plate of food, that as a man, you are entitled to the better pieces of meat, mm, mm. you know? Um, and so for us, it is not about our common humanity as much as it is, right? It is also about our equalness as human beings, our equalness between men and women. Mm. And of course, um, lots of the violence against women is about and children is about us not being equal is about us not being seen as worthy and as mm. worthy mm. and our lives are somewhat cheaper you know or somewhat more replaceable 
Fatima, um, we're going to continue this conversation. Um, it, it'll take us into the update at noon at 12 o'clock. For now, though, we're going to take a quick break and then I'll also come back uh, with some of the voice notes that uh, some of our listeners are sending into the show. Of course, you can also uh, send us a WhatsApp voice note on 0614 You can also, you know, just drop us a call on 011-714-2006. We're looking at the issue of gender-based violence and Fatima is joining us this morning. She is part of the hashtag hands of men hands of men uh, campaign and they're talking about what the role that men can play is in terms of fighting gender-based violence in our society uh, Fatima Swartz of course is the director at the Institute for the healing of memories uh, Fatima healing is a very important word when we are looking at issues of violence and we often you know we talk about the fact that there's so much violence that takes place but not really about how the healing from this violence then also needs to happen Mm. yes um, and it is it is i think we are beginning to talk quite a bit um not just in south africa but but globally about the, the wellness of people right of people being healthy individuals and that includes that we are emotionally healthy people and um, within working class in particular as you know when you are in a mode of survival as so many of our people are that you're just trying to put one foot in front of the other there isn't time and space for people to pause to be able to um, work through what is happening to them and how it is impacting on their daily lives and how they are relating to themselves, how they're relating to their children, how they're relating to the broader society as a whole. And the healing is part of that, taking a conscious decision that you are going to look through the issues that is impacting on you, the hurt that has been done to you, the pain that you live with. But because you are in survival mode, you are not able to, to deal with these issues. And then you become a danger to yourself and you also become a danger, danger to each other. I mean, at the Institute, we create that space for people. Now, we're not all pathological, you know, but there are burdens that we carry that is very heavy to carry alone. Because with the burdens, with the pain inflicted on people, with the hurt inflicted on people, comes a lot of shame, comes... Uh, a lot of people feeling maybe I deserve this. It's a loading of the self-esteem. There's a whole range of issues that goes with it. And so we need to create space for people to be able to talk about it. Now, not everybody wants to stand on a platform and tell their story, but uh, they do need to find a place that is safe enough for them to be able to unburden themselves, mm-hmm. to unload themselves, to talk about it for for somebody to hold up a mirror to them and say, this is where you're going, this is where you've been, what you've been through, mm. for you to be able to see that so that you can make uh, informed decisions going further, so that you can see, you see, because lots of the time, particularly with women, and I'm sure you've had this quite a bit, um, women will say that they, um, that they feel responsible for what has happened to them, you know? 
uh, David almost internalizes. You know, he takes it on the, upon himself. I shouldn't have um, said that. I shouldn't have done that. Um, and instead of saying, no matter what I've done, the other person do not have the right to hurt me, you know, to physically abuse me. You know, they can talk to me. They can say this and that. And so I think it is very important that the way in which we live within this earth that we create on this earth, that we create spaces where people can share and talk. And I think women have a, a special um, way of doing this. Um, if I now think about the women that we're working with now at this point in time, the kind of conversations that is taking place while women are making food in their street to feed people in their road is, is very healing and empowering to them. Because once they are telling the story, they know they're not alone. You know, what is happening to them is not particular to them. There's a commonality about, oh, it is also happening to you. It's mm. also happening in the rich mm. suburbs, you know, mm. so that we need to create spaces where people can talk and, and, and we can work through it. But also we need to create um, the opportunity for people who have been severely damaged to go through um, psychotherapy or whatever that is needed. And there is not enough support. And I want to come here to what is happening within school, because it starts in schools, right? It starts about in learning environments where we know young girls and children are coming, they are victims of incest. If you need to do, if you now did a, um, a very quick research of how much support in terms of counseling and social workers support are in our school system, one is horrified, you know, because there's violence against women, and then there's also domestic violence, you know, that breeds the social violence. And we need to stop it at as earlier point as we can. And I mean, the school system is a very important uh, player in this. But mm -hmm. we will find that in that system itself, there are so little support sure. for yeah. young children, you know? Oh. There are so little support. Mm -hmm. And it, is, it, it really pains one. I mean, in our youth program that we have, which is called Restoring Humanity, and we're only working with high school um, children, the amount of incest cases that the children report, that the young people talk about, um, the, uh, the sexual harassment from mom, from mom, mother's uh, boyfriend, you know, the, the proximity, the close encounters that people have because they live in such small spaces mm -hmm. where there is no privacy. Um, and there isn't place for, 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 for people to talk about it. Or if you do want to talk about it, the attitude is, it has happened, get over it. Move on. Oh, Fatima, we're going to have to leave it there for today. It is a devastating state of affairs. Fatima Swartz is the Director for Programs at the Institute for the Healing of Memories. We'll continue with that conversation. It's just after midday. Sakina Kamwendo is up next.